live from the Vanguard. Really delayed response. Pickled Materiality Pavilion. It's the ESG industry's only weekly woke data podcast featuring BS man Matt Muscardi and me. Can you maybe show a little more enthusiasm? In today's extra stupid garlic called February 15th, 2023, your alternative democracy... Uh, the return of anti-ESG warrior Cucker Charlson and an anti-woke quiz. Yes, all well, of that is correct. Who is the audience awing? Who are they? What are they excited about? I think they're excited about Cucker. Oh, I don't, I don't think they should. they should be. Yeah, I don't know if that's so so exciting. <laughs> um, speaking of Cucker, I mean, does does he ask to be on the show? I mean, he just sends stuff, and Again, then we always play it. We're that devoid of. Of, actual of material. thoughts and, yeah. and co- ideas. I mean, what he has to say is usually interesting. Mm. <laughs> Getting tired of it. <laughs> Why don't you play us in? Our show today is being sponsored by S Gage, your Ooh. ESG data solutions provider. Thank you, S Gage. For having the courage to stand with us. <laughs> the mighty Paul Hodgson is rightly skipping this week. I approve I approve that decision. He needs yeah. a week off. I, yeah, he that that man's got twenty five different things going on at take any a break, moment. Paul. All right. Take, yeah, take a nap. Let's let's go into our alternative democracy feedback, shall we? Oh. Is it a is it like cow feed? Is that what we're Look, it's Working basically proxy season. I know it's not quite, but I don't care. This is this is the season I love the best, the alternative democracy season. So I've already started my horribly nerdy SEC dumpster dive looking for little tidbits. Excited? I no. not only I'm you hate am this. I excited, but I'm curious how anybody does anything in the alternative democracy without our data. Well, listening to us first. I mean, our data we literally are giving yeah, nobody has an idea how to vote on a director for a director. There's no data on that except for us. We have. Let's it. start. Let's start with J and J snack foods. It's <laughs> 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 a good segue. I mean, first of all, I mean, J and J snack foods. That I didn't even know that was a company. I mean, I eat so much terrible food, and even I've never heard of J and J snack. Okay, J and J snack one foods. Snack? What do they actually make? I'm gonna give you the f- their fourth biggest products: slush puppies. Oh, oh, okay. Ices. Got it. Got uh, it. Luigi's, which is basically the same. Luigi's is like a it's hard Italian thing. ice. Yeah. It's the same. Mm. And then Dippin' Dots. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Horrible product selection. Really horrible. <laughs> it's they all, really not good. Matt, they also have four types of pretzels I've never heard of. They have Super Pretzel, Brow House Pretzels, Federal Pretzel, and New York Pretzel. But really, if you have a Super Pretzel, why do you have to have other types of pretzels? And just so we're clear, this is yeah. a company with a $2.7 billion market cap. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get to the vote. They are, they're really the first ones out of the bag here with a early proxy, early annual meeting. Uh, before we get to the results of the vote, I want to tell you, Matt, that J&J Snack Foods is dominated by founder and chair Gerald Schreiber with... S- 
over 50 years of board tenure and 73% of the influence. <laughs> wow. What's the point of being on that board? And again, this is why this data is important and interesting and why you should buy it from us, Board Saber Metrics at FreeFloat, because... You know, if you if you look at a, a normal ESG data company, they'll tell you that he controls 21% of the company's total voting power, right? He's not yeah. even the CEO. So it's like, you know what I mean? You have to do a lot of un unnecessary digging and head scratching and, and just to figure out whether what's important here. But we can we distill that quickly. Yeah, with the number. Yeah, the number. And, and not to mention that like that number encapsulates a a, a a real story, a human story. Go because ahead. Schreiber, mm -hmm. apparently, he got into the snack food business yeah. be because he was in Hungry? a waterbed store oh. buying a waterbed for his daughter when the person he was, the store owner, yep. lost money in a pretzel company that went mm -hmm. bankrupt. And he ended up going to the auction and just buying the pretzel company. Yeah, for $70,000. I mean, what kind of <laughs> that that Expensive got him seventy percent influence over a two point seven billion dollar market cap company? Okay, I had to point this out because I've never seen anything like this. Okay, so let's add to his influence these things. One of the directors at J and J Snack Foods is his daughter, Marjorie <laughs> oh, Rochefort. Right? Did she get that waterbed? I wonder. And his BFF Peter Stanley, who has been on the board for forty years. <laughs> oh wow! Solid. The nominating chair, uh, uh, non nominating committee chair, also board director Vincent Melchiore, is a former J and J Snack Foods executive. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. no wait, I, I want to finish this list. Yeah, the compensation please. chair, Sydney Brown, who has been on the board for twenty years, owns a trucking company that does about a million dollars of business with J and J Snack Foods. So there's a. He went away. You hung around. I mean, this is what it feels oh, like, right? <laughs> when I uh, go out with you, you yeah, said keep going. I want to. I want to. And then there's the CEO, right? So uh, here's why I'm pointing all this out. As of November 2022, our data shows that only 0.33% uh, of the board influence, less than 1%, was truly independent. I've never seen anything that low. Wow, that's the, that's everyone else be... is connected to the founder right there. So <laughs> that. Talk about job security, though. I mean, if you're going to get a job on a board, this seems to be the one to have where you're not the, what is it, 0.3%? Like, you don't yeah. want to be that one person. No. With, you want to be everyone else because it's basically money for life. The only good news I could find at this company was the name of its CFO, which is Ken Plunk. I thought that was good news. Ken Plunk. Did tell me, please, yeah, whether or not they have a, a board skills or diversity matrix. Uh, here's where here's what I want to point out to you, Matt, and here's where I think that that uh, Strive and all the anti ESG wing nuts, I think that they're really onto something because because what they what we're gonna do is focus on what they tell us to focus on, which is BlackRock and Vanguard's 20% ownership. Because that's the real story here, I right? Mean, that's the they story. Dominate, yeah. They dominate this company. They dominate America. It's not It's not founder 
uh, Gerald Schreiber who dominates this fake yeah, company. That guy's a joke. It's Larry Fink. Larry, this is Am I Larry right, Strive? Faults. You've yeah. done your job, Strive. Thank you. Thank you for discarding <laughs> corporate governance completely and telling us to look out for racial equity audits. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> because- right, moving on. Yeah. You got anything else to say? Uh, just that that yeah. the every one of their that board members made $150,000 in cash per year mm-hmm. and over a 40-year tenure. That's that's a really great career for basically could, hand, sitting next to your friend. They could buy two failed pretzel companies with that and still have 10 grand left over. That, that's yeah, quick for the math. waterbed that they, I, I'm assuming. Uh, we also have, our, I think, our first uh, no on say on pay in 2023, our first vote against uh, pay at a company that... Really? That's Delta Apparel. Matt, 61% of shareholders said, get out of here with that. Um, 61%. Quick question. Yeah. Do you think that they thought it was Delta Airlines they were voting on? Hmm, Because Delta Airlines CEO, uh, uh, Ed Bastian, Mm -hmm. makes a lot of money for doing a terrible job. So you're just calling these people stupid? I'm just wondering whether they're confused because what is Delta Apparel exactly? Here's here's why I think they voted against the pay. Uh, first of all, probably because share price sucks, keeps going down, and that usually gets uh, share uh, ho- holders angry. Okay, but also, uh, basically, the CEO and all his cronies got handed a discretionary and imaginary stock award that vests in less than two years. And they get this award just by sitting there. Wow. That. They call that a pay for pulse award. Wow. Paul Hodgson actually taught me that term. Paul, pay uh, for pulse award. Pay for pulse. Because nice. really, I, and I, I read the proxy, I cannot figure out why they need to keep these people. I don't know why they're getting this award. It's nonsense. And let me also tell you, compensation committee made me laugh. It consists of two former CEOs and a politician named Glenda Hood. And this is why I like this one. She put in her bio, in her Delta Apparel bio, that not only was she CEO of Hood Partners, which seems made up, but right? Yeah, it's that's like, not real. That's, I mean, yeah. Y- yeah. But she was also uh, CEO of the city of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. She Did put this in that? her. She put this in her corporate bio. I checked three of her other public bios on the internet and there's no mention of either thing. She was the mayor of Orlando, yes. <laughs> but she was never the CEO of Hood Partners and she was certainly never the CEO of City of Orlando. So this is what they do in corporate America. They make up CEO titles so they can sit on pay committees so they can just, <laughs> you know, make up discretionary bonuses and hand them out to CEOs. Although we should say... Yeah. For the record, this is all this true, is by the way. All true. $80 million market cap company. We're yeah, talking about so. a tiny, tiny company. So this is where we're taking our stand on CEO pay. <laughs> all right, come on. Moving on. And and BlackRock's not the biggest owner. So it's not even BlackRock taking the stand. Uh, uh, continuing your tour of the alternative democracy. This is the real ESG news. It kind of is. Smart global holdings. I just like this one because the... Uh, the three elected directors this year are named Mark, Brian, and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to—I got to point something out here, uh, Matt. The Marks received both received less than one percent votes against their reelection. Brian wow. received six percent against. What, what, what's going on there? Wow. Also, this is a company 
<laughs> that makes a smart whiteboard. That's their product, a smart whiteboard. And they have a director named Mark Papermaster. What the hell is happening? <laughs> Come on. Can I get yeah. credit where credit's due? They mm-hmm. didn't name the company Smart Whiteboard. They named it Smart, Smart Global, Global Holdings. Holdings. <laughs> True. It's not nefarious at all. <laughs> and finally, Matt, uh, in your alternative democracy roundup, we have, I think, the first woke vote of the year. Oh. And that's probably at the most anti-woke company, Tyson Foods. Okay, Tyson Foods already had their annual meeting. This is a shareholder proposal requesting a policy that the company comply with the World Health Organization guidelines on use of medically important antimicrobials in food produ- producing animals. Matt, who described uh, antimicrobial resistance as one of the top 10 global public health threats facing humanity? Uh, isn't that like the top the, 10? The, top 10, yeah. Isn't that, doesn't like the UN put out a risk report every year or something? I don't know who. Uh, uh, of course, the company was against it. You know, they don't care about this stuff. Uh, 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 but let me, let me ask you this, actually, Matt. BlackRock and Vanguard control 6% of the voting power over there at Tyson. The, the Tyson okay. family controls about 71% of the okay, yeah, voting okay. power. Okay, so pointless. So I'm guessing here that Larry Fink, the devil, somehow figured out how to get this passed. Because fault. this is very woke, yeah. right? Because he is controlling corporate America, no? Yeah, it's his fault. He is the problem, <laughs> that, right? That this was even there, it's his fault. Yeah, yeah and, and this, I think that's and, right. And I don't know, but this kind of smells like a racial equity audit, too. So I'm guessing it, it and I'm sure you're going <laughs> to guess it. This, you're going to guess that this passed, right? This must have passed, right? Because I'm, America I, is not excellent anymore, so this probably passed. Well, no? I'm not going to guess that. Okay. Because for no. two reasons, number yeah. one, it's a it's a fake public company, right? We um, well, I don't know. BlackRock's involved. Yeah, so it's, their, it's their company. They control it. <laughs> and number two, yeah, um, the Tyson CFO is out of jail now after sleeping in um, a, a random street. I did a lot of bed. So I did a lot of random text searches in that proxy. It's funny they didn't mention that arrest in the proxy. Really? No, that was not, not one once. of the. There wasn't not a once. single proposal. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll just let you down easy, Matt. The vote failed. Less oh, than oh, less than five percent no. of voters said yes to this. So I don't really understand the math here because uh, Larry Fink and Vanguard control uh, over 6% of the voting power. Less than 5% said yes. So I thought they were it's the woke fault, destroyers. He did, no, I don't know. It's okay. something he did. He's, there's some funny math here. I, someone needs to investigate this. All I know is that every time I read anything, I realize that the geniuses over at Strive Asset Management are right about everything. They must they, be. Uh, well, I'm waiting for the press release Yeah, th- that says we don't like antimicrobials. That's actually a good point. They should be taking credit now for any vote against any woke proposal, right? Everything. Yeah. Right. Just take credit on for the table. everything. Thank you. <laughs> Everything's on the table. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Next up. Is oh wait oh, no, we got to listen yeah, to Cucker Charlson now. Oh, crap! I just play it. All right, here it is, uh, and it's gonna sound like me, but it's come on, not just go ahead. Me. If you watched the Super Bowl, you noticed one of two things: what a tremendous job the NFL does of fusing the woke and American ideals, and what a terrible job corporate America does of forcing wokeness down our throats. Literally. What do I mean? Well, the M&Ms are back. Now, because the progressives won't let us even have candy, just be what it is, the green M&M got her boots back. 
but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe? And there's a plus-sized, obese, purple M&M? Controversy settled? I'm Cucker Charlson, and this is an Are You Terrified Yet? update. If you think the unveiling of a new purple M&M asking us to all get along ends the controversy, you're not paying attention to the real controversy behind the scenes. Mm. I mean, have you ever asked yourself who the M&Ms actually are? (laughs) Well, we did. In the 1990s, almost all the M&Ms were voiced by well-established voice actors. In fact, the longest-tenured M&M voice is the great J.K. Simmons, who has been the voice of the yellow M&M since the 1980s. But somewhere along the way, the Mars company stopped hiring the best voice actors, and they started hiring woke. It started with Cree Summer, the black female voice actress who won an award for her voice acting, not from the Emmys or the Screen Actors Guild or the Oscars, but from the NAACP. And pretty soon, all of the cool M&Ms got woke, leaving the dopey white men to voice the buffoons. And in case you think, how could a chocolate candy that's anthropomorphized in an advertisement matter at all? You're not looking hard enough at the precedent it sets for the real war in corporate boardrooms. Diversity and inclusion programs, which is the left's dog whistle for social engineering, have put more women in power of corporate boards than ever before and left the dopey men who have more tenure, longer experience in creating the capitalist system that brings us food, security, stability. We've left them by the side of the road. Thanks for your hard work, but here's your hat. The great layoff of male power Isn't it happening just at M&M's, where heels are taboo and man-hating Doc Martin wearing power-hungry, probably trans candies are taking over? It's happening in boardrooms and executive offices across corporate America, led by BlackRock and Wall Street elites who are dictating policy with your money. The M&M's are just a small view into how power structures are being remade in America, not by you, the people, but by powerful leftists with an agenda. So I'll ask you again, the M&Ms are back, and are you terrified yet? You know what's odd about that? What? Tell me. I'm, I'm pretty sure Cucker just said that the M&Ms are like corporate boardrooms, which yeah. I, I didn't realize that they had that much power. Uh, what is the percentage of female... M&M's. Do we know? Do we have a, a uh, new, We do a now because they added a, a, the, the purple one. So now yeah. it's three out of eight, I believe is the number. Which is roughly aligned with the with the. S&P Which is exactly the number that's in corporate boardrooms. What is their average. influence, though? Do we know that? Did we have that data here? Because I tried to run that data, but they do not disclose the committees that they sit on. Like right, but we should, be, we should be able to figure this out, though, based on who does the most speaking at some of their meetings. Because it, I'm guessing the... You said the the purple one now has what was it? The purple ones wearing boots. What the is it? The purple ones wearing like Doc Martens. That's that is true. So she might be the chair. I uh, she well she she could have been brought in. She as does an a lot of the speaking. No? Yeah, she's doing some speaking now. So she might, she's taking a prominent role. Let's redo let's, our numbers. Let's look at the influence. Let's look data. at that. <laughs> Maybe some other day. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> what I else you I, got? Come on. I wish I was dead. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Here we go. I have for you an anti-woke update quiz. Ooh, I like a quiz. 
All right. There's only five where's questions. The, where's the answer guide before we I'm start? not giving you any. I'm just, oh. I know the answers. Okay? I want to so sound the, smart for our listener audience. I want you to, yeah, I want. I don't want you to cheat. So here, here's five question quiz. Just a quick mm-hmm. update so you know what's going on. First one, who said this? Quote, I don't, I don't it is not the place of government to tell corporations and their investors that they cannot invest. Was it A, Marco Rubio? B, the Attorney General of Texas? C, Ron DeSantis? Or D, the Attorney General of Arizona? Is not the place of government to tell corporations and their investors that they cannot invest. This I mean, is, those, these are anti woke bastions. I mean, these all these people all seem the same to me. But the only outlier there who I don't know off the top of my head is awful is uh, the Attorney General of Arizona. You would be correct. The new <laughs> Attorney General. There? See how the, I did it there. The new attorney general of Arizona oh, just came out because mm-hmm. they're a Democrat now. They just flipped oh. the, in the last election. Is it a woman? They, is and, it a purple woman? It is M&M. a woman. Oh. And she said, this is a ridiculous way to spend our time telling mm-hmm. corporations and investors that they can't invest in whatever they want. Um, but here's the thing about it. Mm-hmm. Isn't when did progressive leftist democrats become the voice of free market capitalism because that's what just happened well, that was the press a, yeah. release I, uh, america's gone batty matt it's really confusing yeah, i know and to make it even more confusing here's your next question mm-hmm. the verdict is in the super bowl was a woke or b a celebration of america according to the anti-woke Okay, this is according to the anti-woke. The Super Bowl was either woke or a celebration. Of, well, the anti-woke think everything is woke. Do they not? Um, you would think so, but you are absolutely wrong. Well, the headline out of the yeah. Washington Examiner, which uh-huh. is like one of those, you know, right conspiracy theorist mags, yeah. said, actually said, was the Super Bowl woke or a glorious celebration of America? Their conclusion was... We have no idea. They oh. could not gel the fact that they had an amazing military display with all women pilots. Mm-hmm. They could not gel the fact that they had a beautiful rendition of, um, you know, uh, the Star Spangled Banner mm-hmm. with a rendition of a, a black, uh, you know, African-American version of. You know, the, and, and America and the Beautiful. Them. And America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. They were utterly confused. So now even the anti-woke don't know what woke is. Well, it's, you know, it's triply confusing, Matt, because the, uh, the, the, the champion, the anti-woke champion of the Super Bowl, uh, because where are they going to find love? Because there's two black quarterbacks. That's a problem. That was hard. Yeah. So the place they found love was this, the country music singer who performed the so-called white national anthem. As it turns out, he's a He's a big supporter of the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, movement. he was. I believe so it, he's it blows very, up. Very, it, it's blowing up a lot of it, a lot of problems here. A lot of problems. I, I, the, uh, the, it was it, it, like we don't give the NFL a lot of credit for stuff, but if you want to thread a needle, they did it. They confused the shit out of the anti woke. Like the, I, you I know, like the, it. The well, woke no, leftists I, didn't I, think twice. They didn't care. They, no, they but we reported that here on care. Monday. Uh, we reported on Monday that the NFL actually did do a quite a bit of good woke washing. It was the it was Fox, the Fox Corporation, and their their choice of commercials that was really trying to throw an anti woke wrench into it. Yeah, which is they they 
I, credit where credit's due. They confused Fox. Yeah, they even while went Rupert so, Murdoch was there. Yeah, they even went so far as to place Rupert Murdoch by the the new like the new king of the right wing crazy, yeah. the Elon Musk. Like they really tried everything they tried. They tried to every- appeal to like all your racist memes and Pepe the Frogs. And, I think I think the confusion yeah. even outweighed um, the Jesus ad campaign. Um, all right, number three quiz question. We're moving quickly. I like this. Which business pants guest is prepping a run for president? Go ahead. Is it A, Doug Chia? Uh-huh. B, Matt Orsag, C, Vivek Ramaswamy, or D, S-Gage, the sponsor of our show? The entire company? Yeah, the entire company is just going to make a run. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought the obvious answer here was all the above. But but I, I think S-Gage, are, are, where are they headquartered? Do we know I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. Are you? They're I've not. Never oh, been, I've ne- you know what? I've never been invited to their headquarters. If they're not headquartered in the U.S., they, I don't know that they can run for president. So I'm going to say, the answer is. Well, I think I'm going to say it's Matt Orsag. Well, you'd be wrong. Absolutely wrong. I would. I would vote for Matt. <laughs> I would. I know you love Matt. Um, the answer is Vivek Ramaswamy. Yay! Oh. <laughs> what well, a we shock. get to say we get yeah. to say that we. Yeah. We had on our show a, a a potential presidential candidate. You can say that. I'm not going to say that. Um, but Vivek, actually, the headline out of Politico and Bloomberg, it covered in a bunch of places. The CEO of Anti-Woke Inc. has his eye on the presidency. In fact, I want to say this. There's a picture in these articles of mm-hmm. Vivek, um, mm-hmm. who I could say we're friends now. We're friends with Vivek. Sure. Maybe, um, maybe even best friends. Uh, like, yeah. Um, sitting next to a man named Terry Branstad, mm-hmm. who was the governor of Iowa for a long time, um, which oh, yeah. has its political advantages because that's the used to be the first state that everybody sure. did votes in. That's real um, America, Matt. That's real, real America. America. Yeah. He yeah. was also the ambassador to China under Trump. He mm-hmm. is the oh, head. Is right? uh, he's the chair of an organization that mm-hmm. we covered yeah, called the Corporate Citizenship, Citizenship Project. Mm-hmm. He's the chair of it. Corporate um, citizenship project. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like trouble. And um, and it was the CCP. president of the mm-hmm. group. Yeah, the CCP. The president of the group was a woman named Gada Salahuddin. Yeah, like who one we of the called, most glorious, one of the most glorious woke washes we've ever seen. They were putting out press release after press release about how ISS was basically just ISS. They were trying to ISS get the devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. ISS out of everyone's portfolios. They hated mm-hmm. ISS. But I called the president. Because the name was on all the press releases with a phone number, and I called, yeah. and it was like a cell phone for a woman who didn't know what I was talking about, who said, yeah. "Don't call my number." And then I looked up Gada Salahuddin everywhere, doesn't can't find it anywhere on the internet. The only record I could find of a Gada Salahuddin in America was a dead person, like I could yeah. find with that name. And then after I called them, this is roughly September of last mm-hmm. year. They stopped issuing press releases. Well, I said we were from, you know, a, a, the press, effectively, a media company. We wanted it on our, our podcast. And they stopped issuing anything. They disappeared. Yeah, and I remember at the time that they that their version of who she is, even though we don't know if she even exists, was a black woman. 
That's right. It, it was a it was a black woman with a nose ring. It was meant to ring. really confuse us all. Yeah, yeah, the, the right. Picture, yeah, yeah, like uh, I, I, honestly, and which we know we know because we used to work at MSCI. A nose ring is actually a triple A rated ESG triple A. That is correct. That yeah. you get. You know, I'm going to give you credit Automatic. for getting that Automatic answer correct. Yeah. So Vivek sitting next to the man who chaired a company that um, uh, may or may not be real, in pushing as much anti woke as possible. Do you think? We're that we're complicit in Vivek maybe running for president because he's like, let me find the two biggest loser liberals I can find, and and if they don't throw up on air, may, maybe it means that I will get the vote of everyone uh, who went to a liberal arts college. I that, that's I, what he was thinking. I I think that's why he, he accepted. He probably uh, thinks he's gonna join he's gonna win like a landslide now with five hundred and thirty eight electoral because votes. of business pants. Yeah, because I'm, of us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true. By the way, we've invited question. him back. We've invited him back. Vivek, I know you're listening. I know Strive, all of you are listening as you should be because we're the actual corporate governance experts. So I know that you need us to make up yeah, your policies. That's Come true. on our show. Come on back. Yeah, well, I invited him. I, and I, it's been ghosted since then, but he's been busy like prepping his run for president. You so. should talk to us because Matt's state in Connecticut, you're not going to get th their electoral votes. But we had this lunatic fringe up here in Maine in the north. We split our electoral votes I think Trump won them. Uh, he won them, uh, I think, last time, actually, or maybe against Hillary. You could get that one electoral vote if you come on our yeah, airwaves. I, I, I think appeal it's worth it. Yeah, to, yeah so come on, back. Right come on back. Come on back. <laughs> All right. Here's your next question. <clears throat> yeah. It's another quote. Who said it? Quote, the blowback is coming from how ESG is rated, which I agree with the critics, is totally broken. Oh, I already know this. Is it A, a fake public company CEO who, with his co-founder, owns a whopping 82% of the board power and influence? Okay. Is it B, a company with two women on a seven-person board and the women own a massive 2% of the board power? Seems like a is lot. it C, a company with a board full of young directors? Or is it D, a top-rated ESG company? Uh, just because I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to ruin anything here. I'm, I'm actually going to answer this one accurately. I know for a fact, Matt, it is yeah. all of the above. Yes, that is absolutely correct. Congratulations for having read this in advance. This is the company CEO of Allbirds, mm -hmm. who they it's our dual class. They're triple A rated by MSCI, top rated mm -hmm. by uh, Sustainalytics and others. Mm -hmm. For all their sustainability efforts, they do a lot of stuff for sustainability. Look, they do a lot of good things. I'm, amazing things. Yeah. And fake public. And fake yeah, public it's, company. It's not a company that should probably be Lecturing the ESG community about how broken it is. Yeah, okay, it's confusing. <laughs> I, I, I would like a representative from both Sustainalytics and MSCI to reach out to me personally and explain to me how you let a corporate dictatorship uh, get such a high... It, it doesn't... It doesn't it, you and I know you know this. It literally does not make any sense. It doesn't make not only does it not make any sense, but because Meta Facebook is a corporate dictatorship, mm -hmm. they were downgraded recently in the last like year and a half. Effectively, right. they created a new model to say like that shouldn't be, but it's still okay if you're super woke with everything else. I guess. I Look, know. and I'm not saying that like you can run a company this way, but come on. Um. Speaking of corporate dictatorships, yeah, can I just tangent for a second here, please? Which is to say, there's been a lot of conversation about air balloons from China and oh. unidentified flying objects. Wrong show for this, I think. Except that, like, 
the the worry is that China is surveilling the American people, collecting you know our information and, and prepping for yeah through TikTok through air balloons. balloons. Like, what are we doing? It's like a soft war. Yeah. Meanwhile, for fifteen years, Mark Zuckerberg, the dictator of a company that has an eighty-five to ninety percent market share of your data, your personal data on his platform, mm-hmm. has been surveilling you. The entire time, he's a dictator. I, 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 yeah, I love Why a dichotomy here. We about fucking here. air balloons, Matt. I love a dichotomy here. Uh, China is such an evil genius that it created the most addicting app I've ever seen in my lifetime. TikTok is the most. Uh, no app addicts people as much as TikTok. It's amazing. I mean, really, hats off, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, well it took ingenuity, well played, geniuses. Their other play is a balloon. <laughs> Uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? Hot air balloon. What are we doing here? Which which China is real here? I don't understand this. I, I'm more worried about the, the narrative about how like this is like a soft war with the American people surveilling them and Americans are really upset that China's looking at them. Meanwhile, handing our data to one guy who own, runs a company who does whatever he wants with that yeah, data. But he, he went to Harvard for a couple <laughs> Take of Take it back. All right. All right uh, our last question for today how much would it cost Indiana to discriminate against asset managers who discriminate against oil and gas? Because oh. the numbers are in. Indiana okay. conducted a study, and it would really? be which of these? A, $22 in postage to send letters to all of the asset managers okay. telling them that they're divesting. I like this. I like this. B, $100 million in fees to transfer those asset managers to some other asset managers hmm. that aren't so woke and discriminatory. C, $6.7 billion in pension fund costs, or D, $0 because when you go woke, you go broke. I mean, I'm it's guessing it's... a question, really. <laughs> is, is this another all <laughs> of the above? You shouldn't be thinking this hard. <laughs> Is, I'm going to say $6.7 billion. That is correct. It is $6.7 wow. billion. A study commissioned wow. by the Indiana State Senate. Their own, se- their yeah, a own Senate that is, people. That is, that is not a liberal, bunch of liberal loonies. It is not a liberal bastion. This is they the Mike pro- Pence State people. They, they had proposed rules mm-hmm. to ban all companies with ESG using ESG criteria from the state pension system. And then, because Indiana, I guess, is slightly more due diligence oriented than other states that have enacted some of these rules, right. they did a study to say, how much will it cost the pension funds to do this? Mm-hmm. And the answer was $6.7 billion over a 10-year period. They actually said they would have to ask people who are contributing to the pensions, like teachers, mm-hmm. firefighters, to increase their their contributions to their own pensions in order to cover the costs of anti-ESG. Look, how can you not love a movement that is striving, literally is striving for excellence, and its number one target is maybe the most excellent company in America? In America, the one that that won the (laughs) most things, yeah. That's your fight. That is it. That's your quiz. You did really well on that quiz. Did I, for once? Yeah, you, you only got, I mean... I got them all wrong. You got all of them mostly right. We'll Come say on, wrap it up. Just say it's good. That's Damien Rawls. I'm Matt Muscari. We are Free Float. If you want our data, call us up. Find us. Search for Board Saber Metrics. It's, we're out there. If you don't People want do our it. data, you're doing it wrong.
that's that's it. Come back tomorrow when we're going to do something because we're here every day and that's Damien's full-time job. Otherwise, we'll see you later. Goodbye.